The following program is being brought to you on the World Talk Radio Network. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit worldtalkradio.com. The World Talk Radio Network, where the world comes to talk. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the World Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. You're listening to Star Style, Be the Star You Are, with hosts Cynthia Bryan and Heather Brittany. Be the Star You Are is a 501c3 nonprofit corporation to improve literacy and positive media. All contributions and donations are tax-deductible. To comment on today's show, please call in toll-free at 1-866-613-1612. That's 1-866-613-1612. Or send an email to info at bethestaryouare.org. Now back to Star Style, Be the Star You Are, with the Oprah of the Airwaves, Cynthia Bryan. Be the star you are. Well, hello, Power Partners. Love being Oprah of the Airwaves. Welcome to Radio's Finest Hour of Power, Star Style, Be the Star You Are, a program of positive book talk with authors and experts that help you excel in life. We actually will have our Tea for Two and Mother Daughter Brew segment. I am <laughs> Cynthia Bryan. With me is Heather Brittany. Hello, hello. We are thrilled to be your personal growth success coaches on the airwaves with you here. So get ready to pump your energy and live and laugh and love and learn and most of all, lead. Today is a jam-packed show because, of course, Heather is here, so we'll start off with our Tea for Two, followed by Despina Gerlides, who is going to share her spiritual journey to happiness with her first book, not a guru, and then we will have two more contributors to the brand new book, our signature book, Be the Star You Are for Teens, coming up. You'll meet teacher Jill Byington, who wrote The Gifts of Laughter and Ingenuity, and 17-year-old Davis Lunsford, who penned Affirmation and Now. Well, we have two miracle moments for you today. The first is brought to you by Star Style Productions, coaching you to be the star of your own life. For more information on getting your private consultations over the phone, or in person, go to 925-377-7827 or visit star-style.com. And this is from the movie What a Girl Wants. Why are you trying to fit in when you were born to stand out? I love that one. <laughs> and the following is Great. sponsored by the Carmony Collection, beautiful handmade, handcrafted handbags with vintage baubles and beads. Go to CarmonyClutches.com uh, or MySpace. Is it, what is it, Heather? You can tell MySpace. me that one. MySpace.com forward slash Carmony Clutches, both with a K. Okay, both with a K. And this one is by Lee Iacocca, who's a businessman and former CEO of Chrysler. There ain't no free lunches in this country, and don't go spending your whole life commiserating that you got a raw deal. You've got to say, I think that if I keep working at this and I want it bad enough, I can have it. It's called perseverance. And don't we know that, Heather, that if you really want something, you have to keep at it. Exactly. (laughs) Well, our purpose in providing you this radio show is to communicate to you that you already possess everything you need to be the producer, the writer, the director, the star of your own life. What are the rules, Heather? Most definitely, we want you to smile, have fun, and be willing to take that chance to be wild and crazy. I know, because that is when you take a risk, that's when you have more fun. Now, as most of you know, I have four books, Be the Star You Are, Chicken Soup for the Gardener's Soul, 
Miracle Moments in the Business of Show Business, and our brand-new book, Be the Star You Are for Teens, has 38 contributors in it, and it is debuting soon. So throughout the next few weeks and months, you're going to be hearing from all the different contributors. Our motto here is to be a leader. You must be a reader. And I'm just so glad to have Heather back with me co-hosting because you have been so busy with uh, your reproductive health assisting at Planned Parenthood that you don't really have all the flexibility to share your I knowledge every week. I don't share all my great everyone. <laughs> you love being by the beach, right? Oh, my gosh. It is gorgeous here in San Diego. If, if you have not been, everyone needs to come. Yes, exactly. Well, our, our, our World Talk radio station used to be broadcast right out of the studios in San Diego, so that was really great. Now they're in Arizona, so they're not close to the beach. Hey, Heather, before we go on and talk about our topics for the day, which are just a, a combination of different things of bait and sweat oh, as well as respect and other things that we we – um, meet in everyday life, and we thought that we should talk about. I wanted to give a shout out to a wonderful young author who has graciously written a beautiful endorsement for our new book, Be the Star You Are for Teens. And for all of you young people out there, you probably have read her books, but her name is Michelle Is My Love, and what a great last name that is. She is the <laughs> author of three books. She's only 17 years old. She's an accomplished writer of fantasy fiction books for young adults, and her latest book is a sci-fi fantasy trilogy for ages 10 and above. It's called The Galactarian Legacy, The Galaxy Watch, and Michelle has said that writing is hard work, but if you want to succeed, you can't give up. She sounds like Leah Iacocca, but <laughs> you know, she wrote her first, first book, Heather, when she was only 11 years old. What? It was oh called The God. Pocket Watch. She wrote a book and published it. Her second book was which was called Dream Saver, was number five on the Barnes & Noble's daily top fantasy fiction list. And now this is her third book, Galaxy Watch. And wow, I want to give you just a like... little quick synopsis, but you'll really have to go and buy it. So let's just say that an ordinary Earth girl, her name is Nicole Skye, discovers a golden pocket watch that changes her life forever, and then she finds herself on a hostile alien planet in the midst of a vicious war. Can she find her way back home? Will she save planet Earth? I don't know. You're going to have to get the book, turn the pages and find out. It's called The Galactarian Legacy Galaxy Watch by Michelle is my love. So check it out, pick it up, and enjoy it. And just so you can all get a first glimpse, here's what she said about the book Be the Star You Are for Teens. The title of the book says it all. Be the Star You Are for Teens offers hope to teenagers experiencing the darkest phase of their life. This is a book to treasure always. So thank you, Michelle, for your very sweet endorsement, and may your book, Galaxy Watch, be another bestseller. Well, Heather, let's talk about how when people go on a vacation and they book, you know, a hotel or some kind of activity, it looks great online, but when you get there, it's not what 
what it was, you know, it's not like it described. How can we get value? And why don't you share a story that happened exactly. to you recently? The old bait and switch, which we've been discussing recently. Well, right now is an amazing time to travel. As you might not be thinking of because the economy is going through such tough times and you're pinching every penny you have. So the thought of vacation and getting a rental car and flights may sound kind of out of, you know, something you can't afford right now, but because everyone else is hurting, it really is something you can. There's so many amazing travel sites out there right now. There's actually travel sites, four travel sites. Um, in my research, they'll do all the searching for you. And um, Anyway, so recently I had uh, gone on a little trip, and we booked something online, and according online, they show all these gorgeous pictures and everything, and you get a great deal. That's a, one wonderful thing about going through these sites right now is usually you can get uh, – even more discounted if you're a AAA member. There's really great things to be found out there. Just be, you know, buyer beware. And, um, you know, of course they're going to show gorgeous pictures, and we found this hotel. Everything was great. And the hotel was very nice, but there's certain things, certain requirements I have when I travel, and I always like there to be a gym. Even though you can walk the streets and do all these things, like, there's just something I like about having a gym there. And online they showed this beautiful, wonderful gym. And, uh, Long story short, when I went to go there, the front desk people, they gave me even directions on how to get to their glorious gym. And I get there, and it's basically a utility closet with four (laughs) broken down things in there. And once I realized everything in this box of a room was broken, I called down to the front desk to let them know, I think your gym is broken. And they let me know, yes, it had been broken for many months. After I had already, um, they had given me directions right from there. Now, so, what are, are you saying that the the gym that they advertised online was actually a utilities closet, and yes. all the equipment was broken? Exactly, exactly. <laughs> and and then and then too, um, you know what what I'm trying to get here with this is this though this hotel was very nice. There was lots of little things. It was supposed to be a non-smoking hotel. But it had that lingering smell that covered up as if someone had been smoking throughout the rooms. And they even offered to switch us rooms, but it made no difference. There was weird things coming out of the water. and Just all these little things that you felt like, even though we got a great deal, it really wasn't worth it. It was more of a headache. And um, So when we talked to these people, we went back. And the greatest thing is to ask someone, if you're unsatisfied with something, the economy is hurting so bad right now, and they need people to be going, um, to coming into their towns, to eating in their restaurants, and so they really want people to enjoy their steak because the most powerful um, thing is networking. Is If I have a good stay somewhere, I will recommend this to my friends and so on. So goes the butterfly effect. Well, um, so and you're, you're right. Word of mouth is very important, and especially these days when people are blogging or they're going to all these online sites where you can post your experience. A bad experience by somebody posting it could really ruin it for exactly. upcoming people. So. Smart business people are going to take care of that right away. Exactly, exactly. And that's a great thing with the Internet now is if you don't have time to actually physically go on, um, go to an actual hotel, you can just go online and see what other people have said about it. So if usually, you know, people say positive things, you're going to pick that automatically. But if they say negative ones, it's definitely going to go at the bottom of your list. So something I want to recommend to people, if you're ever dissatisfied with something, if um, at your hotel, go to the front desk, talk, see who you can talk to management about possibly if they can reimburse the night or give you some kind of sponsor. The greatest thing you can do is ask, and the worst thing they can say is no. And most likely, you know, oftentimes if you offer 
Um, you know, if you'd like two nights free, if you ask for a bigger thing, they'll usually compromise with you. And in my situation, we were there for two nights, and though we didn't, we, you know, we're very not kind of people that like to grumble and make a scene, but there were just things we felt like this just wasn't fair. And um, very politely, you know, just state your case of, you know, if there's something you, you really like this hotel, you'd like to stick with it. Um, but if, is there some kind of incentive they could offer you to, you know, more validate your situation there? And we were able to get one of our nights uh, reimbursed. So it was great. So we still got the full two nights, and we made do with these little things. So now now I have a positive view of that hotel, hoping that they get some of these things fixed, um, but that they were willing, that they were very accommodating, that they realized their customers come first. Well, I so, think what you learned, you know, there is that you don't just bite your lip and bear it and then talk badly about it. You bring it to the attention and see what can be done because now you had a positive positive experience. My uh, my husband, your dad, and I had a, a, a kind of a similar, not exactly similar, but something like that in New York at the Waldorf Astoria, which is a very renowned, you know, old, a vintage hotel that's very classic. And mm-hmm. we wanted to stay there as a few years ago. And we checked into the room. It was a lovely room. The only problem was is that the locks didn't work. So we kept getting locked in the room and locked out of the room. And we never once were able to open our door by ourselves. So one time we came back from an all day of, you know, running around the city. We both had to go to the toilet badly. We run up to the room trying to get in, and, of course, the locks don't work. Oh, no. And we run down to the lobby. Well, with what they did, we, you know, we didn't complain. We just said, gee, we're, we can't get into our room. They sent a locksmith. But then, to, in order to compensate us, they gave us a limo to take us to the airport, and then they, they gave us Very a couple cool. of uh, complimentary breakfasts, which, you know, it was great. It made us feel better. Better, and I thought that was a good thing. The one thing I wanted to warn about, and I'm sure you probably do too, is don't take advantage of things like this. I mean, don't complain. Don't become a complainer. But if things are truly wrong, then that's an important. Then it's good to speak up. Exactly, and that's something to be honest about. Because oftentimes people can kind of get carried away with this. So just state your honest case, because it's kind of the thing of two wrongs don't make a right. Just if. You know, as we said before, that the worst thing they can do is say is no. Um, and then, you know, then it's just kind of thing is that their loss of business of you and who knows the potential customers that you could have brought into it as well. So just always, you know, state your case, um, you know, but always in a polite manner. You get a lot, you go a lot further uh, with honey than with vinegar. You definitely so. do. <laughs> well, that's really a good point. And then I wanted to just briefly talk about respect for a moment because I thought I really think that this is important especially for young people a couple of weeks ago I had an experience of going to um, a lake with uh, our son um, just you know just just to relax and a couple of teenage boys with their teenage girlfriends came in on a swanky boat and with their music blaring as loud as loud can be now this was a real family kind of beach and that was fine, except the two girls who were very scantily clad in their bikinis were humming and grinding <laughs> on the back of the boat with beer bottles in their hands. Okay, so that's all right, except for at the end of the song, they both threw their beer bottles into the water. That's when I got upset <laughs> because yeah. they, were, they were not respecting the planet. So I ran around to the other beach. I went in the water. I got their beer bottles before they they sunk or, you know, did something else, 
walked back up, knocked on the window of the the truck of the boys and said, oh, excuse me, I think your girls lost something. <laughs> but I just wanted to ask your opinion, Heather, about respect and how you think that people should behave. You know, it's fine, but I think that it's so important that we have respect for other people and for the land around us. Exactly. Well, there's, it's so interesting when when it's in your own backyard, your own house, you can treat things just however you want to. Um, when it, but when it comes to environmental issues, you have to realize it is, again, the whole butterfly effect of people say, oh, someone else will pick it up, or I'm just one person. What can I do? Or, you know what, oh, well, the, the little things I'm doing isn't going to affect anything, but it really does. Um, just as, you know, if those bottles, they could have gone in, they could have contaminated with fish, or someone could have stepped on it and gotten injured, all these kinds of things. And also, just kind of respect, especially being in a family-oriented area, um, you know, the way you carry yourself, the way you dress, uh, swearing, loud music, there's other things. You can blare your music as loud as you want, but in the privacy of your own home. I have to tell you, I hate when I'm driving and people have their music so loud where I'm, like, physically vibrating in the car. And exactly. they're just like, wow. <laughs> I well, can't well, even hear my thoughts. <laughs> so give out the website. Oh, most definitely. We want you to go to be the star you are dot org, myspace.com forward slash Carmony Clutches. Check out the books, the radio show, the clutches, the great organization and charity, everything. Come check us out. Well, when we come back from break, you're going to meet Despina Gurlides as she shares her journey to happiness with her book, Not a Guru. I am Cynthia Bryan. And I'm Heather Whitney. And we'll be back right after this. You're listening to Star Style. Be the star you are. Stay tuned. The World Talk Radio Variety Channel. Are you living your dreams? Want to create a life you love but don't know how to begin? Lifestyle coach and personal growth expert Cynthia Bryan has jump-started the lives and careers of clients for over two decades with her signature Star Style consultations with personalized sessions by phone or in person. You'll turn your passions into profits. Visit www.cynthiabryan.com or call 925-377-STAR. That's cynthiabryan.com or call 925-377-7827. Cynthia Bryan is your guide on the side. CynthiaBryan.com. You can be the star you are. The World Talk Radio Variety Channel, where the world comes to talk.
You're listening to Star Style. Be the star you are with hosts Cynthia Bryan and Heather Brittany. Be the star you are is a 501c3 nonprofit corporation to improve literacy and positive media. All contributions and donations are tax deductible. To comment on today's show, please call in toll free at 1-866-613-1612. That's 1-866-613-1612. Or send an email to info at be the star you are.org. Now back to Star Style, Be the Star You Are, with the Oprah of the Airwaves, Cynthia Bryan. Be the star you are. with us. We know that you are all stars and shining brightly. Well, what is it like to have everything you ever wanted and then lose it all and have to start all over again? Despina Gerlides worked her way to the top of the corporate ladder after obtaining an MBA from New York University. At just 37, she was a successful vice president. She was married to an investment banker making seven figures. She had a life that looked great on the outside with all the material things that she needed, but it was a bit empty on the inside. When everything fell apart and her husband left, she lost her job and she had to find herself. Welcome, Despina, to Be the Star You Are with your book, Not a Guru. Thank you. I'm so happy to be here. Well, I'm excited that you are here, Despina, because your story is almost a universal story of success, then no success, and having to rebuild a life. I would first like to hear a little bit about your background, because you were the girl that had it all. If someone was to look at you, you had the beautiful apartment that was overlooking Golden Gate, uh, I mean, not Golden Gate, overlooking Central Park. You had the fast-paced life, the house in the Hamptons, the great husband, yet you really weren't happy, and you didn't know it until you lost it all. Uh, yes, I was living the American dream, but what I hadn't realized was that it wasn't my dream. I don't want to run three departments. I actually don't enjoy the business world. I'm happy being at home writing and reading. Um, well, you know what like I laugh? Great life. You had a lot of humor in your book, uh, Not a Guru. There was a very, it was a funny line to me that you found yourself actually envying the homeless people that were sleeping on the bench as you scurried to work at all hours, you know, of the day and night. That must have meant that something was going wrong in your life when you are looking at the outside world like that and realizing, hmm, that looks pretty good. Yeah, I. Um, it, it was amazing to me that I was envying the, the, the homeless people who got to sleep in the park, who got to stay outside, who didn't have an abusive boss. And, of course, I couldn't tell anyone that because it sounded insane. Well, your whole thing is about happiness. Now, the the tagline of your book is One Woman's Spiritual Journey to Happiness. How did you really come to find out who you were? Tell us what happened. You lost your job, you lost you lost your husband, you lost your job, and then you had to you decided to move away from New York. That was a huge change for you. Well, that was the beginning of my spiritual journey in finding myself because well, three things happened. One, I got stopped. I got off the treadmill. I got to gain perspective, uh, self 
reflect, get some rest. I was exhausted. And you can't create a happy life when you're exhausted and running 24-7. So you mean you had to be stopped because you weren't stopping yourself to look and reflect upon your own life. Exactly. I've learned now to stop myself when it's time because it's so much easier to do it yourself than to have it done. Very good. So stop is the number one thing we need to learn. Yes, it's almost as if we need permission to stop uh, in this society where it's almost a badge of honor to only sleep three hours a day and to work 24-7. And I found out that was not making me happy. So what was the next thing that happened? So you were stopped, you, the marriage ended, you lost your job, and then you sold your home. Well, that, what, what, what happened is that I got to discover two really important things after I stopped. I got to discover who I really am when I am not the successful business person, when I am not the vice president, when I, I am not the wife, when I lose all those external identities. Who am I really? And when I discovered that, I got to discover another very important thing, and that is what do I really want? Not what society tells me I should want or advertising agencies or parents or spiritual teachers, but what do I want? And not at a superficial level, but if it was with my dying breath, what would be my one request? And I discovered for me that that is freedom. Freedom, very interesting. And and what does the freedom mean to you? Well, freedom to me means freedom to be myself, to drop the masks, to be who I am regardless of what people think. And it also means freedom to tell the truth the way I see it regardless of what anyone else thinks. And what I have found is that freedom isn't something that you fight for or that is bestowed upon you. Freedom is a choice that you make, and I began to choose freedom. And this is something you didn't have before, and this is why you were so unhappy in your corporate life and in your marriage. We're talking to Despina Gurlidi. She is the author of a wonderful book called Not a Guru. Her website is despina-notaguru.com. And what we've already learned is two things that are necessary to discover your own happiness and find your own freedom, and one is to stop The second thing is to discover. And then when you did that, you really were able to ask yourself, Despina, who you really are and what you really wanted. And you realized that your identity had been tied up in being the vice president and the wife and and the, the rich little girl for such a long time. And that's not what made you happy. No, and that isn't who I am. And so once I discovered what I really wanted, then I could choose a new. I could make new choices based on the desire for freedom. And I realized that the reason I was unhappy is because up until that point, my choices were based in fear, fear of survival. And I have found that in each moment when I make a choice, I can either choose out of fear of survival or I can choose out of freedom. And now that I make choices based in freedom, I find that I'm actually really happy. And the reason is that you can't get to happiness by directly pursuing happiness, I have found. That happiness is a byproduct of telling the truth 
and pursuing freedom. So for you, freedom was the freedom to be, it's to speak your truth, the freedom just to follow your own dreams and not to be judged. Do, do I have that right? Well, I would really like to be able to be who I am and tell the truth without being judged. And we don't realize, I hadn't realized how much I judge and how much I was judged. But, but the truth is that whether I am judged or not, that doesn't stop me from being free because I can be who I am regardless of what other people think, and I can tell the truth regardless of the consequences, and when I do that, I am free. Well, these are really powerful, uh, Despina. So stop, discover, and choose anew are the three main points that I'm getting here from your book. But I want to go back to your book, Not a Guru. Again, we're talking to author Despina Gurlides, who is really giving us a roadmap for our own happiness. And she's gone through this map, and she's given us these three points. But I want to get to your journey, you actually are a born and bred New Yorker who swore she would never leave New York, this I read in your book, yet you gave up everything, came to California without knowing a soul, and you actually uh, met a spiritual guru, which ended up, you know, doing some good and some bad. Would you just uh, talk to that a little bit? Well, I met a spiritual teacher, and with my background, I really didn't know about gurus. I wasn't the type of person who looked for a spiritual teacher, but I met this man, and what he said just spoke to my heart. It was truth. And so I followed him for a while until I realized that I was actually recreating the kind of life I had, only it was the other side of the coin. Instead of pursuing material goods, I was now pursuing enlightenment. And instead of judging people or myself by how successful they are, I was, be- I was beginning to judge people by how awake they were. And it was just a different judgment and a different pursuit. And that's when I realized it was just time to stop. So you actually had to follow your own advice a few times until you got the message. I mean, it was like the universe was knocking you over the head to say stop and discover and choose anew. It never ends is what I have found. I will never be done. Even uh, figuring out who I really am, that's a never-ending process, and I keep going deeper and deeper um, and with... What do I really want? I think in that case, freedom is really the bottom of what I really want because when I ask myself, what am I willing to give for freedom, the answer is everything. What was it like then writing Not a Guru? Because this is like the epitome of freedom. You were finally putting on paper all your expression that you had been living for several years. Did that feel like a great release? Did that feel like freedom? Well, it was written in two parts. When I wrote about the first part, which was breaking through the material trance and leaving New York, I was still part of the spiritual community, and I felt very happy in that, and the book didn't feel complete. A few years later, I wrote the second part, which was after my spiritual teacher admitted to having an affair and that community fell apart. And I saw the stickiness of 
of giving my power away to a spiritual teacher. And by the time I wrote the second part, I was feeling really free because I had realized that I only need to listen to myself, to my heart's desire, that nobody, not my boss, not my spiritual teacher, not the president of the United States, nobody knows what's better for me than I do. And that's really the message that comes through uh, with Not a Guru is is that you're not having to follow other gurus. I mean, we really do have everything we need to know inside ourselves, and we just have to learn to stop judging and to retreat more into our own being as opposed to looking and listening to the outside influences. Is that how you look at it? That is exactly how I look at it. That's why the book is called Not a Guru, because the days of the guru are over. I'm not a guru for anyone else except myself. I am my own guru. And I encourage everyone else to be their own guru. Well, when you become your own guru, I think that the the lessons of the world rather unfold themselves. How are you doing now, Despina? How do you like your life? Again, we're talking to Despina Gurlidi. She is the author of the book, Not a Guru, One Woman's Spiritual Journey to Happiness. You can see her website and get her book, Despina hyphen notaguru.com that is just a dash despina dash notaguru.com I will spell despina that's D-E-S-P-I-N-A then it's a hyphen notaguru.com so back to the question what's it like today you know that you are actually living the freedom and you're you're living your dreams I am it's it's a balanced life to my surprise I actually work in the corporate world but I work from home. I have three-day weekends. I only work 25 hours a day. I work for a boss who appreciates me with teammates I like. I have plenty of time to to write, to to speak, to to speak to people like you and follow my passion. I have friends. I have a community. I'm really basically happy. And was it was it challenging? Is it still challenging every day? Do you still have to keep yourself in check so that you always take time to stop, discover, and choose anew? That always happens. And I want to say when I say that I'm happy, it doesn't mean that I go around smiling all the time and that unhappiness never happens. But what it means is that my default is happiness. I tend to be happy, and once in a while something shows up that I need to look at, and sometimes I'm unhappy about that, but then I become happy again. And what I believe, for most people, it's the reverse. Unhappiness seems to be the default, and then once in a while something good happens. Uh, you get a raise, you meet somebody, and there's happiness for a little while, but the default is unhappiness. And so what I'm talking about is really switching it around. Well, I always like to say that happiness is an inside job, and any time that people say to me, oh, you know, so-and-so makes me unhappy or I can't be happy if, you know, I really want to refer them to your book, Not a Guru, because we really have to become our own guru, as you were saying, and find our own happiness and choose happiness. Otherwise, it's not going to be the default if you don't choose it. That's right. Now, so, Despina, if you could leave our audience with just a few tips 
Tell me what those would be. Well, my final statement would really be live your truth. Be your own guru. Nobody knows better than you do what is right for you, what will make you happy. Not not spiritual teachers, not bosses, not politicians, nobody. Not friends, no one knows better than you do. When you start following your heart's desire, that's when you'll find happiness. And it can be something very different than what society tells you. Well, I really congratulate you for having the courage to take the big move to stop, discover, and choose anew. I love these three points. I think we all have to discover who we really are, know what our identity is, what do we want, find our own freedom, and eliminate the fear that we have and be our own guru. Again, our author, Despina Gurlides, her book, Not a Guru, visit despina-notaguru.com. Despina, thank you so much for being on Star Style, Be the Star You Are, and enlightening us. Although you are not a guru, you are giving me the power to be my own guru. It's my pleasure. Thank you. Thank you, Despina. Not a guru, Despina Gurlides. Pick up her book, Where All Books Are Sold. You're listening to Cynthia Bryan on Star Style, Be the Star You Are. When we come back from break, you're going to be meeting two contributors to the new book, Be the Star You Are, for teens. We have teacher Jill Byington and 17-year-old student Davis Lunsford. So don't go away. I am Cynthia Bryan. We have lots more to talk about. About on Star Style. Be the star you are. Back in a minute. The World Talk Radio Variety Channel. Apathy, violence, and negative messages are everyday occurrences in our country. You can be a changemaker when you dare to care by supporting Be The Star You Are Charity, a 501c3 that empowers women, families, and youth through improved literacy, positive media, and tools for living. Visit www.bethestarur.org to find out how you can make a difference in our world. Everyone counts. That web address again is www.bethestarur.org. Be the star you are.org. Are you living your dreams? Want to create a life you love but don't know how to begin? Lifestyle coach and personal growth expert Cynthia Bryan has jump-started the lives and careers of clients for over two decades with her signature star style consultations with personalized sessions by phone or in person. You'll turn your passions into profits. Visit www.cynthiabryan.com or call 925-377-STAR. That's cynthiabryan.com or call 925-377-7827. Cynthia Bryan is your guide on the side. www.cynthiabryan.com. CynthiaBryan.com. You can be the star you are. The World Talk Radio Variety Channel, where the world comes to listen and talk.
You're listening to Star Style. Be the star you are with hosts Cynthia Bryan and Heather Brittany. Be the star you are is a 501c3 nonprofit corporation to improve literacy and positive media. All contributions and donations are tax deductible. To comment on today's show, please call in toll free at 1-866-613-1612. That's 1-866-613-1612. Or send an email to info at be the star you are.org. Now back to Star Style, Be the Star You Are, with the Oprah of the Airwaves, Cynthia Bryan. Be the star you are. Thank you so much for staying tuned here to Star Style, Be the Star You Are, where the world comes to talk. I know that you are all stars and that you are gaining some great knowledge from the great authors and experts and contributors that we bring to the airwaves for you each and every week. Well, the new book, Be the Star You Are for Teens, is debuting 38 phenomenal contributors, many of them youth, young people, teenagers, and those who love teens. One of our wonderful contributors is a 30-year veteran of writing and teaching, Jill Byington. She's from the state of Washington, and she has written two chapters for the book, The Gift of Laughter, which will be in the actual printed edition, and she has a bonus chapter, which purchasers will be able to access online at our bonus section called The Gift of Ingenuity. Jill is with us. Welcome, Jill, to Star Style, Be the Star You Are. Well, hello, Cynthia. Well, I am really fascinated to learn a little bit more about your teaching and writing experiences and adventures because when I read your bio, Jill, I knew you had such a terrific sense of humor. I just cracked up at the fact that in your bio that you wrote that you grew up in Washington State with two brothers, two sisters, two parents, and one bathroom, and that you still live in the same area, but now you have one husband, one son, and three bathrooms. (laughs) Things have changed. They have changed. (laughs) So how did you get a love for writing? This is something that you've been doing and you teach, and you have wonderful students who are also excellent writers. What, What brought you to writing? What was the emphasis for you? Well, you know, oddly enough, I, when I was nine years old, I was sitting under a, a tree in my yard reading a book, and I, it suddenly hit me that what I wanted to be was a writer, and <laughs> I can't explain why. And I actually ended up, uh, it was a hawthorn tree, and I was sitting on some thorns, so, <laughs> oh, so I don't know, it was a little uncomfortable, but, you know, um, writing is, is both fun and, and, and difficult, so it was appropriate. And but you also teach the the skills of writing. Did you find that uh, you know difficult to teach, or was it just another expression of of getting your own writing out? Well, you know, I I uh, worked as a uh, for years, and uh, teaching came later. I I uh, my, was homeschooling my son, and uh, we're, we're going through a school district program where they allowed parents to teach some subjects, so I started teaching writing to students uh, K through 12, you know, any any age. Uh, later, I uh, ran into some who were starting a school, an online school, and they needed a writing teacher, and I so enjoyed teaching young people that I, I uh, asked if I could teach, and they said yes. And you've been doing it ever since? I have been. And, and it's something that you really enjoy. I enjoy well, it you quite have. A bit. Let's. I wanted to talk first about the gift of laughter because I am such a huge believer in bringing humor into our lives and laughing as much as we can. Because 
We know that when you laugh, it releases endorphins. That helps us be healthier. And especially now in these tough economic times, Jill, people are finding it more difficult to laugh. Yet you seem to have lots of uh, humor in your family. Would you talk about your the gift of humor? I mean, the gift of laughter and the you know the humorous side of life that you tend to like to see. Yes, well, uh, our family did go through hard times, starting with um, my grandparents in the Great Depression, and I, I talk a little bit about that in the essay about laughter. And then later, um, we went through the big Boeing bust in the 1970s as, as uh, young teens, um, and I don't know if you've heard about that, but uh, it, was, it was a very bad economic time. In fact, the unemployment rate in Seattle was 12%. That's so huge. It was huge. Uh, Boeing went from over 80,000 employees to, I believe, under 40,000 within two years, and they were the primary employer at that time. But one thing that happened is that some realtors put up a sign that said, would the, would the last person leaving Seattle please turn out the lights? <laughs> so, you know, even even in that time, people were seeing the kind of the – funny side of things, and, and that, that's what laughter is, and that relates a little bit to ingenuity, which I also wrote about, which is just looking at the obvious in just a slightly different way to see the humorous side or a new way of doing things. Well, what did you, the quote that you have in the book for laughter is, spread a little laughter and make a big difference, and I think that is so very, very true. And then for ingenuity, it's, it's really important that we take that time and quit looking in that rearview mirror. And I loved your quote for ingenuity. It's, who needs reverse? Find a way to go forward. That's right. Yeah. So terrific. Well, thank you, Jill, for being here and talking a little bit about your, your contributions. We have a Davis Lunsford with us, too, and I believe he's one of your students, isn't he? He is, and this is a nice surprise. Yes. So, uh, Davis, are you on the phone with us here? Yes, ma'am. Welcome to Star Style. Be the star you are. So, Jill is with us at this uh, right now as well. Hey. Hi, Davis. <laughs> How are you doing? Great. I don't think I've ever actually heard your voice before. No, all but, of our uh, all of Mrs. our Boynton classes are, are chat sessions. So, how, tell us a little bit how that works. So, Davis. You've written, uh, Davis is 17, and he is in Texas, where Jill is in the state of Washington. So it's so great that we have this, you know, national consortium of people. I think the Internet has done this for us. Yes, ma'am. But uh, Davis has written the chapters, The Gift of Affirmation and The Gift of Now. And, Davis, we're uh, writing one of the subjects that Jill was were helping you with? Yes, yes, ma'am. She is my, my writing teacher, and that's the only... Class I take from Mrs. Byington. So, so you must be quite thrilled, Jill, that you have a, a couple of students in the book. I am very thrilled. They're wonderful writers. They yeah. are wonderful writers. Yeah. And Davis, I wanted just to um, announce too. He was one of the honorable mention uh, winners in our national essay contest this past year for Be the Star You Are, and it's how we originally heard about him and learned about his writing. So I'm going to turn it over to you for a minute, Davis, because I love it that you were in 4-H. I'm a former 4-H'er, nine years, as well as a 4-H leader, 11 years. Tell me what your projects were in 4-H. Great. Well, I kind of joined 4-H late in life. I haven't haven't been in 4-H for long, maybe about three years now. 
And so I've um, done some different projects, mostly just kind of helped out at the club with service projects, and now I'm actually president of the club. And then one thing I love is the Share the Fun competition, which is um, can involve musical instruments or singing or choreographed routines or anything, really. But uh, it, it's almost like a talent competition and just to share the fun, and that's really that's a lot of fun. Well, I understand that you play the bagpipes. Yes, ma'am, I do. Oh, now that is that a rare thing. Jill, did you realize he was a bagpipe player? Uh, he wrote an essay early uh, a couple of years ago about playing bagpipes. I think it's wonderful. Oh, goodness. Well, what is that like, Davis, to play the bagpipes? Do you wear a kilt and everything? I do. I've got the whole outfit. I, yes, now, ma'am. is Lunsford a Scottish name? I mean, do you have your, you know, your, what is it called, your um, coat of arms? No, I... Uh, if I'm Scottish at all, it's just a little bit way back somewhere. So you and are an adopted Scotsman playing the bagpipes. Was it difficult to learn? Um, it, it's not so much difficult as it just takes a lot of time. And so I've been playing for about six years now, and I'm really enjoying it. How great is that? Well, you wrote two very, very stirring um, contributions, The Gift of Affirmation and The Gift of Now. And in the gift of affirmation, I think it was so important. I so related to it because there was a man in my town who did similar to yours. And you talked about how you always looked forward to having your name or picture in the paper, not for the glory of it, but because of what you'd get in the mail. Tell us your story. That's right. There's a man in our town, and his name is Pastor Joe Finfrock. And whenever kids get their name in their, or their picture in the paper, Mr. Friendfrock uh, cuts that out, and he sends it to him in the mail along with a dollar bill and a note that says, Here, buy a Coke on me. So it, just, it always made you feel important, right? It did. It was great. It was a great feeling. You know, I, have a, I had a similar experience. There was a realtor in the uh, little area where I grew up, and because being especially with the 4-H, we were in the paper quite a bit, and he didn't send a dollar, but he always would clip the, the clipping out and send a little note, you know, saying, keep up the good work, or we're watching you, or you're making a difference. And, you know, to this day, I have a scrapbook with all of his clippings, and just about a month ago, I ran into him at an event, and I, uh, he, he didn't even remember that he had done this. And I remembered everything, but he was very touched that I went up and, you know, thanked him about it. But he made a difference. Yes, and ma'am. And this is what uh, Mr. Frenfrock is doing, isn't it? Yes, ma'am. And okay, now the gift of now, we have to learn to live in the moment. Tell us what inspired you to write that one and how that really affects you. Well, I saw that the gift of now was one of the essay topics, and I thought that would just be a great essay to write because... Um, feel like a lot of teenagers were at a time in our life when we can do things that we may never have the opportunity to do again because, you know, right now we don't have to care for a family or work full time. And so it's a great time to really embrace and have fun in and try and learn a lot to prepare you for later in life. So, you know, what you said in your essay is that what happens so much when we're young is we're always looking forward. We're always looking for the next thing. So what you're encouraging people to do is stop and pay attention to right now and enjoy the moment. Right. Yes, yes I would think that is the, the way to go for sure. Jill, is that the way you live your life as well? I try. 
I know it's it is that you know it's so important I think because we can get so caught up in all the hilly nilly stuff that's happening that we forget what's right in front of us. So we do have to stop looking ahead so hard as as you say uh Davis and just you know right now take the time to enjoy the moment and the successes. The quote that you wrote Davis was great. It said the preparation of today determines the success of tomorrow. And I would imagine that all your involvement with Boy Scouts, 4-H, your water sports, golfing, all the things that you do are really giving you, and of course writing, a great preparation for what you will do in the future. Do you know what you'd like to, what kind of profession you'd like to go into? Um, um, not really. I'm, I'm looking at some colleges, but actually that quote, it's one that my dad says every day before he walks out the door for work. And so, so that's a quote that I really you. love. Your dad has been an inspiration to you. Yes, ma'am. Wow, that is very important. I think as parents and as an adults, we have an obligation to be an inspiration and a motivation to the young people around us. And look at how you've taken it to heart. I really, really applaud you for that. And I'm sure you'll probably, you're probably telling that to your friends. Well, Jill, is there something like a final tip that you would like to leave with our listeners about ingenuity or laughter or just anything in life, anything in teaching? Well, I, I think just uh, don't look at the obvious. Look at look at uh, look at something that's difficult or um, hard to hard to do. Look at it in a new way. Try to look at the other side of it. So to look with new eyes. Yes, absolutely. Very good. And Davis, what about you? What what would you like to say to the people who are listening right now? If you could just give them, you know, a little peek of hope or inspiration, what what would you like to tell people? Yes, ma'am. Well, on the subject of affirmation, I think I'd like to say just what a, what a wonderful gift it can be and how easy it is to give. It doesn't require anything really but a a kind word or gesture. So be a cheerleader, right? And the, here is the quote that Davis sent for the gift of affirmation, and it is a perfect quote to end the show. Affirmation is the sunlight of the soul without which we cannot bloom or grow. So I would say bloom where you're planted, cheer one another on, live, love, laugh, lead, and make a difference in this life. Jill and Davis, thank you so much for joining us on Be the Star You Are. I am so delighted that you are part of this book. It is about to, to debut. You're going to be getting a lot of information soon. So keep, you know, get the tell people about it because you have stories in the book. Thank you for being here and sharing your knowledge and your expertise on Star Style, Be the Star You Are. We're very privileged to have you in our book. Well, thank you very much. Yes, thank you, Davis. Thank you, Jill. Well, for all of you, thank you for listening. You've been listening to Cynthia Bryan on Star Style, Be the Star You Are. We are brought to the airwaves from Be the Star You Are charity, which is a 501c3 to empower women, families, and youth at risk through improved literacy, life tools, and positive media. We hope that you have been inspired today. Celebrate the now, go out into the day and make it a good one. And until we have fun again next week, be the star you are. I'm Cynthia Bryan. We'll talk next week.
Thanks again for listening to Star Style, Be the Star You Are. For more information about Be the Star You Are Nonprofit Corporation, please visit BeTheStarYouAre.org. That's BeTheStarYouAre.org. Join Cynthia Bryan and Heather Brittany again next Thursday at 6 p.m. Eastern Time, 3 p.m. Pacific Time, here on the World Talk Radio Variety Channel. Remember, to be a leader, you must be a reader. Enjoy a stellar week. You're a Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the World Talk Radio Network. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit worldtalkradio.com. The World Talk Radio Network, where the world comes to talk. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the hosts or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the World Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. 